0: Dog sports, but we came here to win the most legit podcast. That's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news. We underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes, you. Cause we got Chris and I to bless you. with The best features, best stories. We diving deep like a Lambo Leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring. We on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a cold, brown, sit back, and race the cat. Cause we start the show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog. Chris Horvidell here, another solo go-around for me this week. Matt was scheduled to return, but uh, unfortunately the timings didn't work out. New children, job, all of that stuff. So, life goes on. Uh, We're going to do the episode that I sort of teased earlier today on In Pursuit of a Parlay. Another another little NBA playoff preview. We're going to look at some uh, Game 2s. We're gonna make some picks. I thought that would be fun. Had a lot of fun doing the first half of that. If you haven't checked it out, check out "In Pursuit of a Parlay" on Spotify, on uh, on the YouTube, and on um, whatever podcast platform you prefer. So it'll be a quicker episode, and we're gonna make picks for the Monday and Tuesday games. Aside from one of the Tuesday games, which is a uh, is a game two of. The Suns Clippers game. We're gonna we're gonna leave that one alone for now. We're just gonna take a look at the game twos for teams who have already played their game ones as of uh, as of Sunday at noon. So let's get right into it. I have BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're gonna use their lines as we always do, and let's dig right in. Brooklyn Nets. At the Philadelphia 76ers, we're showing Philadelphia is going to win this one about 85% of the time outright. Obviously, Philadelphia took Game One, 121 to 101, a decisive 20-point victory for the 76ers in that first game. First, we'll look at the Nets. They were 45 and 37 on the season, finished in fourth place in the Atlantic Division, and theirs is a strange team, right? The the roster to end of the season is nothing close to the roster to begin the season. Speaking of that Suns game, Kevin Durant is now donning a Phoenix Suns uniform, albeit on a relatively part-time capacity thanks to the various injuries he's suffered this season and then again in layup lines while wearing a Suns jersey. The official leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets is Nick Claxton, though Of course, since joining the team, Mikel Bridges has been a revelation. Average 26 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, and uh, 2.7 assists while playing his trademark great defense. And shooting the three ball really well. Uh, Shooting the three ball really well for this team, he's been been unbelievable. Uh, 38% on almost seven attempts a game from three in Brooklyn. Looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, 54-28, and 28, second place in the Atlantic Division, behind only the Boston Celtics, Joel Embiid led not only the Philadelphia 76ers, but also the NBA in scoring for a second consecutive season. Matched, and not to be outdone by, James Harden, 10.7 assists, led the NBA in that category the first time in quite some time. That has happened, that one team had the, the uh, league's leading scorer and assist man. Shades of uh, Stockton and Malone, although they look very, very different in this iteration. We are showing that Philadelphia is going to cover the spread about 64% of the time. Big number. Big number. It's a 10-point spread. I'll tell you, I don't think the number we're going to come up with here is going to be quite as uh, substantial as the number that we did on Parlay today. Again, check it out if you haven't yet. I think the parlay number was something in the area of uh, plus 10,856 if I remember correctly. This one I don't think is going to get that high cuz game 2s are always interesting. There's always a lot of there's always a lot of course correcting after that first contest. I think we're going to see some of that here. I do think Philadelphia is going to win, but I don't know that they're going to cover the 10. That's a big number. And we're going to take Philadelphia Money Line, a relatively boring but safe minus 510 at Bovada for that pick there. And we'll move on to the over under. Philadelphia scored 109.9 points per game. The Nets scored 112.9. That is 222.8, if my quick math is correct. The over under here. 214 game one between these two teams we saw right we saw above that number i like the unders typically in playoff games i think we're going to find an over here we're going to take the over 214 minus 110 at bavada for our second pick and we're going to move away from this game and on to the next one uh, our parlay by the way two picks in plus 128 uh, Again, I don't think we're going to see crazy numbers, but the playoffs playoffs have been a lot of fun, man. Playoffs have been a lot of fun. Let's go to a game that was in itself a lot of fun, the Golden State Warriors in Sacramento to take on the Sacramento Kings. The Kings took game one, 126-123. to 123. Yesterday, well, it's Saturday night, depending on when you're listening to this. We're showing that the Kings... This really is a coin flip, but slightly favors the Kings in terms of outright victory. Golden State, 44-38 on the season, fourth place in the Pacific Division. Their leading scorer officially, Clay Thompson, 21.9 points per game. Draymond led the way in assists at 6.8. For Sacramento, 48-34, first place in the Pacific Division. Don't think a lot of people had that. De'Aaron Fox led the way in scoring with 25, and Damana Sabonis the leading assist man, kind of a, a mini Nikola Jokic. For the Kings, 7.3 assists. Really found a new level of comfort in his game with what he was allowed to do in Sacramento, and uh, he was one of the five best centers in basketball all season long. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Looking at game one, I, I do think there were some interesting things that we can take away from it. The the warriors are getting nothing out of Draymond in terms of in terms of offense obviously gives you the rebounds gives you the assist but four points nine rebounds 11 assists two steals and a block it's difficult for the rest of that offense when teams can just back off of draymond completely Steph gave a, a fairly a fairly easy 30 6 of 14 from 3 clay 21 5 of 14 from 3 For the Kings, Sabonis was great, only two assists, but 12 points, 16 rebounds, and a huge game from De'Aaron Fox, and actually the combination of De'Aaron Fox and his former Kentucky teammate Malik Monk combining for 70 points. Don't think we're going to see that again. We're showing Golden State's going to cover this one about 77% of the time. It is now a pick 'em at this point. So we'll just take Golden State outright victory. Money line minus 110 at Pavada will be our third pick here. And I feel pretty, pretty good about that. I think this is, if there's a lock in this show, I think it is that. I think Golden State wins game two. Looking at the over-under, Golden State averaged 111 a game, a nice even number, which makes addition all that much more easy, and I appreciate that. The Kings 110.3. That 221.3. The over under on this one, a gigantic 240. A gig- God, that's a big number. Gigantic 240. I think both teams sort of maxed out offensively to some degree in that last game. I don't feel as confident about this as I do the Warriors winning, but I do think the under is going to come in on that 240. So we'll take the under 240 minus 110 at Pavada. Our fourth pick of this parlay here, the the bonus parlay, and that's gonna take our number, four picks in, up to plus seven thirty-two. So yeah, look, not gonna be a gigantic number. It just is what it is, but playing it safe. Game three, the Atlanta Hawks in Boston for game two of their series against the Boston Celtics. Celtics took game one 112 to 99, but let's not get ourselves it was not at any point that close. The Hawks 41 and 41, second place in the Southeast Division behind the Miami Heat on the season. Trey Young, the leading scorer, 26.2 points, and the assist man at 10.2. But Trey Young did not have a very good game one. 16 points and a wildly inefficient 5 of 18 from the field. Eight assists to five turnovers. Just struggled with Marcus Smart and Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. It was a tough day for Trey, for a good old ice Trey on the <laughs> Game 1. Boston, I mean, they looked like a juggernaut. 57-25 in the season, first place in the Atlantic Division. Tatum led the way in scoring with 30.1. Marcus Smart assists 6.3. Now we're showing Atlanta covers another really big line here. Atlanta covers the 10 about 50% of the time. I do think it's going to be closer. I think we take Celtics to win, but not cover. I don't feel great about it though, so we're just going to go money line minus five fifty. That'll be our fifth pick, and the parlay at Bavada as it currently sits, is now pending. Now plus eight eighty four. Looking at the over under. 228 and a half. The Hawks averaged 113.9 on the season, the Celtics 111.8. That is 225.7. And I think this is a pretty clear under. The Celtics team is really really good defensively. I do I feel very confident with this under, not not as confident as the Warriors outright win, but probably the second most confident pick thus far. We'll take the under 228.5 minus 110 at Bovada, the sixth pick in this parlay, and that will bring the number, hey, at least we're into four digits now, plus 1,778. $100 wins. $1,778 going in to our fourth and final game, though. Who knows? Maybe this is short. Maybe we'll add a little bit more at the end. We'll see. Just we'll have some fun. Game four, the New York Knicks in Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. 730 start on the 18th. The Knicks took game one 101 to 97. Though I again I don't think it was uh, as close as that score indicates. We're showing Cleveland wins this one about three-fifths of the time, about 60% of the time. It is a five-point line, Cleveland favored. It's interesting. That is it's very interesting. The Knicks, 47 and 35 on the season. They were in third place in the Atlantic division. Julius Randall, their leading scorer, 25.1. Jalen Brunson, assist man at 6.2. No major injuries. The big I think the biggest issue for New York is are they willing to just let Josh Hart play at the expense of minutes for, from RJ Barrett? because Hart clearly the better fit for this team. The glue guy has a, that unbelievable relationship with Jalen Brunson stepping back from their Villanova days. Go Wildcats. Barrett, 2 of 12 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. 4 rebounds, 6 assists, and a turnover. He was a negative 13 in his 31 minutes on the court. Josh Hart. 8 of 11 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, 33 minutes, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and a plus 5 on his way to 17 points for the Knicks. So played more than Barrett, despite Barrett starting. It's clear that he's a better fit for this team. Really hope he's not a Nick as a Sixers fan. When next season rolls around, I would have loved to see him in Philadelphia, but uh, the Knicks had the guts to pull the trigger on that deal, and now it's going to be a matter of will they pay him. For the Cavs, they were 51 and 31 on the season, second place in the Central Division. Donovan Mitchell led the way with 28.3 points per game. Darius Garland led the team in assists at 7.8. They have that dual big man lineup that is a, is an interesting one. Evan Mobley played 79 games, 16.2 points and nine rebounds, along with his 1.5 blocks. Jared Allen. Played 68 games. Both of them started every game they played in. 32.6 minutes per game, 14.3 points, 9.8 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks for Jared Allen. We're showing Cleveland's going to cover this line about 78% of the time, and I do think this is that kind of bounce-back game from them. We'll take Cleveland to cover minus five, uh, minus five, 110 at Pavada for our 7th pick in this parlay. And when we... Turn our attention here to the over-under. We'll see where things stand there. The over-under is The is uh, the lowest of these four games at 212.5. The Knicks averaged 106.5 points on the season to the Cavs 107.8. That is 214.3, assuming I know how to do math. It's an interesting line. Two teams that aren't going to Go nuts scoring the basketball. It's a low line, though. It is a really low line. Though it wouldn't have been covered in the first game, I think we're going to see a little bit more than this. I think it's a, a 110 to 105 game or something like that. Uh, so we're going to take the over minus 212 and a half minus 110 at Bavada for our eighth pick of the parlay. Currently sitting at plus sixty-seven forty-three. I want to find something. Let's find something to put it in. Well, let's just make picks for that. Why don't we just make our picks for that? Uh, I don't know. How do you make picks for a game that hasn't happened yet? Uh, what, let, all right, let's turn our attention. So we we sit at plus sixty-seven forty-three. Let's turn our attention to see if we can add an NBA future on here, something along those lines. Eastern Conference winner. I hate to say this. I, I think if you're making me make a pick on this right now, I feel most comfortable saying the Celtics at plus 155. Um, If we do that, well, can't add futures, so there's that. How about some NBA daily? It's a special. We Can we add specials? We can't add specials either. I guess this is where we're sitting. Our parlay eight picks, plus 67.43. Didn't take any gigantic swings. Uh, this is safe by the relative standard of a parlay, which is inherently incredibly unsafe. Uh, as you all know, uh, as I say every, every week on a Parlay, it's incredibly hard to hit a multi-leg parlay. That's why the numbers are as high as they are. Do not take anything. I say is gospel by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want to be responsible for you losing a penny of your hard-earned money. Take what you like from me. Discard what you don't. Add what you like from yourself. And uh, if you're going to do it, do it that way. Be confident. Have fun. Bet responsibly. Uh, If you do think you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. And uh, be safe. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. I think... That's going to be it for uh, this, this week's episode of The Underdog. Quick one, but we got our, our second parlay out of the way. And that's always good. That's always fun. I've been Chris Forwardell. This has been The Underdog. I look forward to Matt's return next week. Thank God. We'll see you then.